Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Great to have you back. Um, this is, of course, as you know, the podcast where we talk about all things language, and today we're going to be focusing on Japanese. And uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about how we designed a Japanese course from scratch. And it was actually really, really hard work. A lot of thought went into this, and uh, we're going to be uh, talking through all of the decision-making processes, all the considerations, all the things that we never thought we'd have to think about, but actually did have to think quite a lot about international trips, uh, lighting problems, people losing their voice, all kinds of, all kinds of shenanigans went on. And uh, so this is what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And uh, long-term listeners, of course, might be aware that uh, this Japanese course in particular is called Japanese Uncovered. It's the fifth course in the series. We already have Spanish, Italian, German, French Uncovered. And um, they are proving to be fantastically popular, which is why I cannot wait to put Japanese Uncovered out there into the world. It's also a special one for me because I lived in Japan for many years. It's a language that I really, I really care about. And so, yeah, this is uh, something that's that I am really, really excited about and happy to be talking about today. Before we get into that, though, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. They are, of course, italki, and I, I would be amazed if at least, I'd be amazed if less than 90% of you guys have not tried italki, because, you know, what could you, what, what could be better than hitting a couple of buttons on Skype and talking to someone who speaks your target language on the other side of the world and getting an hour of speaking practice? It sounds pretty much like heaven to me, and I do it all the time. That's why they are the sponsors of the show, and I wouldn't take anybody else. And if you'd like to get a free lesson with a tutor on italki, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson, and then you can uh, take it from there. So without any further ado, let's crack into today's conversation. I'm speaking with Nick Godwin from, uh, well, where are you from? I was going to say from Japan, but you're not really from Japan. I'm not really from Japan, no. but uh, hello, yes. Uh, no, I'm originally from the UK, but I'm currently living in Japan. Yeah, and, and just for your for people who might be wondering where your accent's from, can you just place place yourself on the map for us? Yeah, originally in the southwest of the UK, in Plymouth. Um, I've been told that I don't have much of an accent, probably been rounded out from years in Japan, but it does occasionally come out, and you can hear a good Jana twang. It comes out every now and then. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we won't explain that. Um, all right. So why, why, we, why am I talking to Nick? Well, Nick, um, well, how far back shall we go? Well, Nick and I have been, um, chatting for, I guess, the best part of a year, give or take. And, um, Nick has been helping me with Japanese uncovered and, the what was the genesis of this i mean we we originally started talking about uh japanese when it came to uh, my, my my books of short stories right and we were talking about how we could potentially adapt this unfortunately for my books of short stories japanese has been like a, a long time in the process and it's not unfortunately forthcoming for various reasons that i won't get into but then we decided to to join forces to work on on japanese uncovered because it's a huge project and um i needed some help because these courses are really really big and also, the, the, for me, the exciting thing about Japanese Uncovered is that I'm going to be actually delivering the course 
myself. So I'm actually the main teacher on the course. And I really wanted to do this because like, like I was saying before, it's a, it's, it's a quite a personal project for me, but I needed a lot of help to put together the, the curriculum and the methodology of the course, because it's, it's such a humongous project. And so Nick, you were very uh, excited about this right from the beginning. So what was, I guess what was what was appealing about working on a a course like like Japanese Uncovered? Well, well, I mean, as you said, it it started off. <laughs> maybe this sounds quite foolish from a, a year of hindsight, but uh, it started off when I um, I had some experience with some of your uh, your other fantastic short story books, and I thought Ollie speaks Japanese. Why on earth don't these exist in Japanese? And the only conclusion I could come to wasn't that they were going to be hard to make, but uh, that you were obviously too busy. So I thought I'd shoot you an email. And see if I could offer my services to help out. And uh, and as you mentioned, what what started off as a conversation about short stories turned into a conversation about Japanese Uncovered. And I had been uh, listening to the podcast for a couple of years, and uh, and I'd been very much following the release of your other Uncovered ones, and and looking forward to um, the French and Italian ones that came out earlier this year, because um, those are two other languages that I study and I have a lot of interest in, and your story methodology has really kind of uh, been appealing to me over the last couple of years because it's so different from everything, every other methodology that I've studied, including when I studied Japanese. And so the thing that excited me about it the most was the idea that we can take this seemingly insurmountable idea of breaking down the Japanese language, which comes with its own level of overwhelm and intimidation, and turn that into a compelling story that we can then teach using that context and that story is just, it was too good of an opportunity to, uh, to turn down. And so it was, it's, uh, it's been a hard project, as you mentioned, it's been tough, but it's, uh, it's been a fascinating journey. And so I'm really excited to get it in people's hands and, and for them to see what we've done. Yeah. So I guess the particular issue with, or the particular characteristic of, of, of these uncovered courses is that they are taught very much from the perspective of, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, when I, when I'm teaching this course, much like when I taught Spanish uncovered, because I taught, I taught the Spanish uncovered course, I'm teaching this course. Um, I, one of the real kind of value adds that I see us bringing to a course like this is, is the ability to explain stuff from the perspective of a, a, a learner, because there's, there's obviously, there's tons of value to be had from having explanations from the point of view of a native speaker. Yes, that's always the case. But there's also, I'm, I've always felt that when you, if you can talk to other learners who have been through the process of learning a language, they can really help you fast track through some of the conceptual leaps you have to make through, through the process. And, and so, so much of the, of what I found myself doing on, on Japanese Uncovered is sort of taking this, the story, because for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, the whole course is built on a story. It's a, it, it's a story based methodology. So the first thing you do in, in the course is actually spend time listening and reading to a story in Japanese that comes before any of the lessons. But then when I kind of sit down to, to teach the lessons, which are based on the story, so much, I, I find that I pick up on so many things. That I think to myself, Oh yeah, I remember when I was learning Japanese at the beginning, I, I really struggled with this concept. And so what's the difference between what got or these particles in Japanese? What's the difference between, I don't know, is the, uh, well, take, take your pick, um, of different grammar points. What's the difference between all these different, 
all these different things. And by be by thinking about the process that I went through that helped me understand it all, I feel like I can convey that much more authentically, much more helpfully than, you know, with the best will in the world, a native Japanese speaker could, who, who's kind of, it's not the same perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. And so how have you, how, how, how have you thought about this? Cause, cause I guess we should say to clarify, um, what you've been doing, Nick, is actually kind of working on the syllabus in the background and figuring out, figuring out, okay, how can we, how can we teach this stuff? So you're kind of do, doing the first phase of the organization of the, of the material, you're taking the story and then you're, you're, you're thinking, you're thinking about, okay, what's the, what does the complete syllabus look like? What should we be teaching? What shouldn't we be teaching? What's the order? How best to do it? You're kind of taking that as like a phase one and then handing it off to me for a phase two. So how have you, um, how have you on a high level approached this, this task of, of this, taking this story in Japanese and figuring out, okay, first we teach this, then we, next we teach this and then we teach that. Well, I mean, just just before we we go on to that point, I would just address the fact of obviously you delivering the course as a non-native speaker of Japanese is fantastic from a, a great understanding point. But there are obviously elements of Japanese where you really get the benefit of a native speaker. Yeah. And so I just want to mention in that we also have a native speaker, my wife, I, who's actually an English teacher rather than a Japanese teacher, but is a native Japanese person to do all of the pronunciation to make sure that the natural sounds are coming across. Yes. So that anybody taking this course is really going to get the best of both worlds. They'll get the explanations of the grammar points and all of the more tricky concepts of Japanese explained in a very user-friendly manner because it will be, you know, the experience that both you and I have had struggling through it with textbooks and flashcards and what have you. But then also from a native level point of view, you really want to be replicating the writing system and the sounds coming from a native speaker so that you can copy again you know, and compare yourself against that. Right. And so we've really got the best of both sides on that. Yeah, I guess we should say what's unique about, the, what's different about Japanese Uncovered to the other courses is that we actually teach reading and writing as well. So I, as you mentioned, is uh, is teaching pronunciation. And she's also, we, we, we've just been together in Japan recently, all of us actually recording all these, all this material. And we've got, we've got all these amazing videos of I with a big calligraphy brush sort of painting out, like showing exactly how to write um, these uh well, we focus mostly on the on the Japanese hiragana, and, um, and so we've got all these extra things, all these different parts and elements of the course which are uh, which are unique to Japanese. Um, so yeah, just to, just to clarify for people in case they're wondering how it works. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Back to your uh, your question about how did we build the whole thing? So that was quite the task, I guess, because the idea was obviously with the approach of story this makes it completely different from the standard textbook approach where usually they have a grammar point then they write something that fits that grammar point and they basically try to hammer it home as much as possible but you always get left with the sense of okay well now i have to imagine this new scenario and you're not really taking anything away because all of that is just in service of showing you one grammar point where um where our story differs is we are building something that hopefully is going to be an entertaining and enjoyable adventure that people can really get engaged in and be excited about seeing how that unfolds and develops. And through that adventure, we're then picking up the grammar. So from a functional viewpoint, what that looked at was, what that looked like was first I wrote a story 
and we went back and forth discussing what the story should look like and how we could make that as fun and interesting for the people who were going to read it. And we wrote that out and created the story arc first and then put the grammar points into that where they would make the most sense. So instead of the grammar being the master, I guess, and the story being the thing that has to fit to the grammar, instead we created a natural, fun, engaging story. And then we, for each chapter of the story, we went through and said, well, actually, the common point that we mentioned is this. So that's the next step in the grammar journey. And I think the net result of it will be that there's so much more context and relevance that people get out of the story that it will make a lot of the usual obstacles of learning Japanese considerably easier because they will be able to see tangible examples that we can pull out and explain and see how to use that in real life. I mean, one of the big things, the big, I mean, I see it as a kind of, uh, as a fairly gutsy, I've always felt it'd be a, a kind of, it's what gutsy, what's the right word? Like a kind of, um, I've, I've had, for some reason, I've been having trouble thinking of the right words recently. Maybe my vocabulary is shrinking. But, um, it might it, have been after uh, all the time in Japan and the yeah, jet lag after yeah, you got back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I felt like one of the kind of big decisions from a methodology standpoint that we've had to make, and this is common throughout the Uncovered courses, is that we are perfectly willing to skip stuff and not teach you stuff if we think it kind of works in service of the story or if we think that it's going to bog you down too much. I mean, you know, the, the common characteristic of any sort of mainstream language course is to say, right, here is all the grammar you've got to learn and we're going to break it up into weekly segments. We're going to teach you all that, all that, all that grammar and you ha you can't pass to your level until you've learned all that grammar stuff. But we come to the total opposite. We say, look, the story is the focus of everything. This is what everything rests on. Your main objective in the course is to actually read and understand the story because it's through having that immersion that you're going to learn. But in order to do that effectively, we can't keep stopping and saying, right, now we're going to teach you an exhaustive list of all the different e and that adjectives in, uh, in Japanese, and you have to memorize them before you can go any further. Um, yeah, we, we, we're quite ruthless in the way that we select stuff and we do omit stuff and leave stuff out in order for the sake of momentum and progress. Um, and so it's, it's, it's quite tricky to get that balance. Right. I, I felt because there's, there's a lot of stuff in particular in the teaching videos, because I don't want the videos to be hours long. I want them to be quite short and punchy, you know? So there's a lot of stuff that I'll make kind of take executive decisions to not to teach in the videos fully in the knowledge that you'll you'll pick that stuff up later anyway you don't have to learn everything now in a complete you know in this kind of regimented military fashion you know but it, but it is it is tricky to make that we, we've got we go back and forth quite a lot saying you know should we teach this here should we leave it out and it's, it's sometimes not clear whether we should teach something or not but we often err on the side of not teaching something if we're if we have any doubt yeah i, I think the key thing Obviously, when where you've done the, the other uncovered courses, there's a certain level of familiarity, both in vocabulary and in grammar, because maybe a lot of students in the UK, the US, have had some experience with other European languages at school. And so as we're going through and developing the course, you know, of course, when we say it's a story, it's not like we've just plucked out of a Haruki Murakami novel or something like that and gone, there we go, we're going to teach you this. You know, the story has been carefully crafted with the anticipation of, what is going to be a challenging enough level to make it a real story, 
but also not so intimidating that there's just no way you can grasp it. And what we try to take out from each chapter is what's the broad stroke? What's the theme that goes into this chapter that we can then draw upon and say, okay, so you've already learned that and you can then build upon it. And what you see is even over the first four or five chapters, what starts off maybe in the first chapter of you only understanding 20, 30% builds so quickly and Japanese grammar so consistent in that way that by chapter four or chapter five, you're probably understanding in the 70, 80% range because you've now got all of this applied knowledge that's just compounding on itself. Yeah, it's been very interesting. It's been really rewarding actually to teach grammar on this course because it, like you say, it's so consistent. You know, once you know, once you understand the kind of conceptually that, you know, Japanese, the information of kind of time and, and, uh, process is contained at the, in the end of the Japanese verb and there's different variations. And once you've kind of wrapped your head around the concept and you've learned a few of them, you can then go off and apply that to pretty much any verb you can think of, which is such a relief from like people who've been struggling with Italian or Spanish where you've got thousands of different combinations of verbs. And, and then once you, once you learn that stuff, then it's like, Oh, by the way, Half of them are, are irregular and you've got to go and learn all the exceptions. Like Japanese is like, it's obviously it's very tricky in some ways, but in other ways it's very, 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 very consistent. And I think for anybody who doesn't like, anybody who doesn't like grammar, they're going to be pleasantly surprised by learning Japanese. I think it's a totally different experience <laughs> yeah. from your sort of high school Spanish. Well, it, it's such an interesting thing because the way I've always likened it from my own Japanese learning journey, which unfortunately I didn't get the benefit of Japanese uncovered. Um, is that when you learn a European language, it's like walking up a slow hill. So you can very quickly get going and it's quite mm. comfortable to get started. But that mastery point is so difficult to achieve. Whereas with Japanese, it's like you're ice picking your way up a cliff at the beginning because everything is so <laughs> different. But then you get yeah. to the top and it's like, it really oh, is. and that just fits this and that fits that. And, that, and it just works. Yeah. So hopefully what we've hit upon is that happy medium where we make Japanese accessible enough that it's a walk up a relatively steep cliff, I guess. Yeah. And then after that, you start to see those patterns emerge and that consistency come out. Well, there's, I mean, there's definitely a learning curve for. there. I mean, you know, I think one, I, I, I would definitely say that, you know, with, with these uncovered courses, they're, they're not, you kind of sit back, sipping a cup of tea type, you know, mm. course where you're just, everything's quick and easy and you've got flashing lights and, you know, animals jumping around on your screen and stuff like that. It's not that kind of course. You've got to put in the the work. You have to you have to pay attention. You have to like stories for a start. You know, you have to be prepared to spend time immersed in the language without it all being broken down for you in these kind of little nuggets of, of, of information. You really do have to apply yourself. But I think, like you say. In turn, for anyone who actually seriously wants to learn and wants to get their head around the language, I think this is, this is, you know, we really give all the elements, um, in 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 the in the methodology of the course, and and the fact that you spend so much time immersed in the language, through the listening and reading, is what kind of makes it. I mean, for some people, it would probably be hell on earth, but I mean, for for people who enjoy this kind of approach is extraordinarily effective because you just, you just, you just leapfrog all these different barriers that, that other people who learn through more traditional means would, would, would come up against. You know, for example, if you learn a language or any language in traditional ways where you're, you know, you're 
having a classroom-based approach. You're memorising a lot of vocabulary from lists. You're studying rules and stuff like that. Whenever you're actually confronted with the language in the real world, it's totally different. You know, people always say, man, people don't speak anything like my textbooks. Well, that's because you've been studying with a textbook. You know, you should have, from the beginning, you should have been listening and reading to more original stuff. That way you won't be so shocked when you see it out in the real world. And that's what we really try to do, isn't it? It's like this we're not trying to sugarcoat the language here. We're actually giving it to you real from the beginning together with the tools for actually handling it and dealing with it. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting point though, because without getting too deep into kind of the, the general learning theory, but what you see very often with people when they pick up a new language is they start really excitedly and, you know, they're learning some words and they're starting to build sentences. And then all of a sudden they hit this wall where up until this point, they've understood everything, but their textbook hasn't pre- like prepared them accurately for the situation where suddenly they have to now be a bit more creative. And there's a certain point in every language learner's journey where you have to get a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable. And one of the wonderful things you get with Japanese Uncovered or any of the Uncovered series is that there's no hiding that. That's the first thing. You know, you, you say quite rightly in the opening video, it's like, you're not going to understand all of this, and that's not the expectation. And that's a complete um, kind of culture switch, I guess, compared to the traditional textbook method, mm-hmm. where it's every single thing we have taught you is now going to be here, and you will understand absolutely everything because we don't want to leave that to chance. And the problem that you get with that is as soon as you then break through and you get to a point somewhere inevitably on your language learning journey where it's not textbook style you have no skill to prepare for that and and so one of the things i love about what you've done with the other courses and hopefully we've done a good job in replicating it here with uh with japanese is we've really created the way for you to get comfortable with not understanding a large amount at the beginning but then quickly getting familiar with that over the course of just as i said a couple of chapters and uh Hopefully that's that's going to be a, a kind of remarkable approach for people to take when they're starting learning Japanese compared to anything that they've looked at before. Now, one of the big differences with this course is the writing system, because we have to teach you to read and write Japanese. Uh, well, I guess we should say read, because we don't necessarily... Oh, well, no, what am I talking about? We do teach you to write, of course. We do we teach you to write, yeah, yes. Yeah, sorry, my, my mistake. I, I'll take that back. Um, the... I, I, from, from from my perspective, figuring out how to deal with reading, in particular in Japanese, is has been one of the big challenges that we faced in putting together the course, um, because there are three different writing systems in Japanese. Four, if you include the anglicised, um, or what would you say, Latin, Latin Romanized script, Romanized yeah. script. Yeah. And um, there are lots of different ways to present things in Japanese. You can sometimes write words using the different scripts. Sometimes they should be in one, but, but, but you know, if you're a beginner, you can't read all the difficult kanji and stuff like that. So we've had to, fit, we've had to think through the challenge of how do we provide you that reading experience in Japanese without it being uh, too difficult. And then... As we go through and we and, and we then we teach you the the different Japanese scripts during the course, we actually try to phase the others out, so you kind of have this graduate experience. But it's not been easy to think through, has it? When we, we constantly kind of go back and forth on 
the best way to, to handle that. So could you t- talk a little bit about how you've seen this experience or how you've seen the process of understanding how we do it? Because I think where we've, where we've ended up is actually really good in, in the way that we, that we teach the script. But I'm, I'm curious how yeah, you see the process I, of arriving there. Well, I, I think definitely for anyone who has had experience learning Japanese and especially learning the writing systems, this is going to be a very unorthodox way. And, and that's done with intention because the advantage we have over a standard textbook is the amount of content that's available. Because we have a story, um, it actually didn't make sense for us to say, okay, we're now going to just teach this in a random order. We're going to go through these organized patterns, make you repeat it out 200 times or, or what have you. The value that we get from reading through the story is that helps you to recognize more and more and more and build this connection it's connective memory between that's what the symbol looks like and that's what the sound is. And with something like hiragana, which is just a syllabary system, so it's always consistent, um, as you go through that, because we've taken it based on in connection with the grammar points, immediately in the first chapter, when you go through that uh, writing lesson, you get introduced to your first 10 or 11 characters. And then immediately when you're reading through you can see those put into the sentence. They're only put into the sentence in complete words, so we don't have some bizarre mix of half Romanized and half Japanese script. But when we have a complete word that you are able to read based on the material that we've covered, that's then introduced in in place of the Romanized script. So actually, it's a much less intimidating way to get used to reading. What usually happens is people go off and practice the characters a lot, and then they have a block of text, and they're like, oh, was that? Ah or wah, I forgot. Whereas this, because we're doing it in bite-sized chunks and then you're doing the reading, you'll be the, the learner will definitely be able to pick that up much more gradually and much more naturally as you go through the series and each one will then gradually build on itself. So yeah, and, and I, that, I think you'll find that reading will come along much, much faster through this method. That's the uh, that's the key as well, isn't it? It's picking it up. It's not about going off and sort of rote memorizing 500 kanji or, or, or anything like that um, i mean we i think we, we we do make some tough calls though don't we on the course like we don't really we, we've taken the decision not to teach much kanji I, I think the key thing is so obviously kanji is one of the big points about japanese that one is is quite intimidating and two um is really a stumbling block for people because they think they have to do that but actually what a lot of people don't realize is even if you get uh, a manga or something, you know, you pick up a Naruto, Naruto manga or a Dragon Ball or something like that. They're aimed at kids and kids in Japan don't have the full function of reading kanji until they graduate high school at 18. So the expectation for a Japanese 10 year old, for example, is probably a lot lower than most non-native speakers expect. You know, we expect they're Japanese, therefore they know their whole writing system. But unlike the English alphabet, it takes them 12 years to learn that system. And so actually, even reading a manga, if you learn that hiragana system, you can read an entire manga volume. The kanji is just there to help you differentiate about similar sounding words. And of course, there's a whole system that goes along with that. And what we do in the back end of the course is we introduce how the system works. But the expectation isn't that someone's going to master kanji in this course. And actually, for to get... 80, 90% out of the value of reading Japanese, they don't need to. That's only going to be for people who really want to take that up to a very, very high level. If, if what their goal is, is to be able to read 
manga or to even watch anime with subtitles on or whatever it may be, using hiragana to read those subtitles, read uh, what's called furigana on top of kanji characters, and it's like a syllabized way to pronounce it, they can go a very, very long way with just hiragana alone. It's funny, isn't it? One of the most sort of controversial and most widely debated things, probably on the whole internet, is like, what's the best way to learn um, to learn Chinese characters? You know, what's the best yeah. way to learn kanji? And people have incredible raging arguments about this. Uh, but I, I'm quite proud of the way that we've actually filtered out all the noise with that. I think we've, you know, we, we did discuss, you know, quite at quite some length, you know, should we be teaching people kanji? How, how many kanji should we teach in a beginner course? Mm-hmm. Is it should it be 100? Should it be 500? Should it be 1,000? Like, or, or none at all? Like, what, what should it be? But I think we've, we've done a really good job of staying true to our intentions in this course, which is to give you the strongest possible foundation in Japanese so that you can read, uh, what, what, hiragana, at least, which is the kind of most, fa- like the most fundamental building block of the, of the Japanese language. Read that fairly fluently by the end of the course to get a complete grounding in the language, to be able to speak fairly confidently because we've so much of the story is based on spoken language and spoken interactions. So that we, you know, whether you're, whether you want to just kind of go to Japan and survive a trip um, in all the most common situations, or whether you want to build the ability to actually have more meaningful conversations. You know, you've, you've had a real, really strong introduction to spoken Japanese as well. It's like that, that's what we want to get you to like the, the actual process of learning Japanese is it's long. I mean, it's, it's, you don't, you're certainly not going to be fluent in Japanese by the, as a result of going through Japanese Uncovered, nor any other course out there. That's the result of, you know, many years of, of practice. But if you can get, if you can, you know, if you can, if you can get to the end of the course, you can fluently read hiragana, confidently read, read hiragana, um, and be able to recognize some kanji, but have a really good foundation in the, in the language so that you understand the most important grammar so that you can express yourself so that you can, uh, you're not scared of reading of reading Japanese. So you can actually sit down with something and not be scared of it. Like that is a result, which I've, I've personally never seen any other course come dare to offer because it's difficult to, it's difficult to give that result, I guess. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. If, if the net result of taking this course is you learn how to read comfortably and confidently in hiragana you have a good foundation in grammar and a decent level of vocabulary that comes out of this and you have you've taken the edge off of that intimidating factor of kanji because you understand how the system works and by the end of this course they're going to be reading real chapters of real japanese using all three systems in a real way and by having that hopefully that's going to take away a lot of the intimidation factor and give that boost of motivation to go, well, actually, I can now use quite a lot of Japanese and then apply that system going forward onto their kanji learning journey, onto their ultimately their Japanese learning journey. Now, we couldn't have I join us on the, uh, on the podcast, unfortunately. Well, maybe we could have done. Did you ask her? I didn't ask no, her. No, no, we didn't <laughs> ask her. <laughs> she, I couldn't be here. She was, uh, I'm sure she's doing something very important um, <laughs> right now. But of course, but she is an absolute star and she is, uh, you know, as much of the, uh, of the face of the course as me you've in, in, in many ways drawn, drawn the short straw in it because you've done so much of the hard work but uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know you're kind of the, the sort of valiant hero in the background sort of Sorry, it's a team effort, it's a team effort. It's okay. but yeah but I if anyone wants to, to find to, to see more from I then she'll be yeah. she'll be plastered all over the um, 
all over the course for sure. Yeah. And, and likewise, um, I'll, I'll be in the back end of the course to answer anybody's questions as they come up and, and things like that. So yeah. they'll have kind of all three of our voices in there at some point. Indeed. Sure. And, uh, and you'll get to see inside the course that we, we, we spent a fantastic, we haven't even had time to talk about that really, but we've just been in Japan for a couple of weeks. We've been filming. Where did we film? We filmed at the Imperial Palace in Tokyo. We filmed ourselves in a, making okonomiyaki in this, in this little, um, okonomiyaki restaurant. Um, we, uh, we spent, yeah, well, there's not even enough time to begin to talk about all the things we did. So that, all that stuff is uh, is going to be nicely lined up in the course itself. Where should people go? If, you, if you're if you interested and you'd like to find out more about Japanese Uncovered, JapaneseUncovered.com. It's as simple as that. That's the uh, that's the URL, JapaneseUncovered.com. Depending on when you uh, make your way there, there may be, if you're away in the future, then you should be just be taken straight to the course page. But uh, if you are quick off the mark, then you might find a kind of email registration page. And that's just like an announcement list. So if you if you want to find out more information about the course, get some free samples, things like that, when it comes out, then um, then you should be able to do that. Once again, that's JapaneseUncovered.com. And, of course, Nick, I mean, we, um, we've just been talking about uh, about the process behind Japanese Uncovered here. But, of course, you run your own, um, your own uh, conglomerate. Um, over there in Japan when you live. <laughs> so um, where can people find you? They want to connect with you. Yeah, if people want to connect with me, they can uh, they can message me directly on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Nick J. Godwin, N-I-C-K, just the letter J and then G-O-D-W-I-N. Um, or if they have any questions about Japanese, they can uh, they can come over to our website, which is bilinguateaching.com, um, which is B-Y-L-A-N-G-U-A uh, hyphen teaching dot com uh and they can just shoot me an email through there so uh yeah, yeah any, any, any questions any, welcome. any questions about J- japanese or i guess about japan and stuff like that nick is uh nick is most definitely your man and he'll reply to your emails as well which is more than can be said for, for me after the time, so. <laughs> and then um, likewise of course obviously within the the japanese uncovered course itself then uh, then i'll be there on hand to, to help anybody as they as they go through that journey indeed well, Nick, thanks for making uh, the time. I know you're busy making stuff for Japanese Uncovered, but uh, I really appreciate no it. No problem at all. And I hope, uh, no I hope everyone listening has uh, enjoyed getting some insight into what, how we've been aging ourselves in the last few months. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, to see how everybody uh, when they get their hands on this this uh, this great course and uh, and see what the feedback is. Well, and if you It'd haven't seen the illustration, the the course illustration yet, the artwork that comes with the course, wow. You don't know what you're missing. JapaneseUncovered.com. That's where you can see it. (laughs) Cheers, Nick. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses, which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things. So whether you are a intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.